Let us pray. God, we remember when your word teaches us there was nothing but chaos that existed and your spirit hovered over the waters. We remember that you saved Noah from the terrible waters through teaching him to build an ark. And he saw the clouds and the rainbow and knew that your promise was for him. When your people were slaves in Egypt, you delivered them through the water of the sea, and you brought them to the promised land through the Jordan. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. Prophet Jeremiah, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me and went after worthless things and became worthless themselves? They did not say, where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through where no one lives? I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things, but when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priests did not say, where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. The rules, trans- the rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more I accuse you, says the Lord, and I accuse your children's children. Cross over the coasts of Cyprus and look to see to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that cannot hold water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, use your servant's lips your people's ears and hearts, that they may be joined together, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with great joy. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. We often feel parched, dry, as if something within us is in need of nourishment and reflect. refreshment. And so today we are looking at this refreshment that God wants to offer to his people. And I want to point out there are all sorts of types of literature in the Bible. There are songs, the book of Psalms. There is a covenant, the book of Deuteronomy, reads like an international treaty, except it's a treaty between God's people, Israel, and God himself. Jesus speaks in parables, and so we have parables in the Old Testament, but here we have the beginnings of a lawsuit. God is is charging his people with unfaithfulness, 
And look at how he does this. Your ancestors found no wrong in me. They didn't deny my power. I brought them out of Egypt, and then I planted them. They landed in this plentiful land. But your rulers, those who were in charge, forsook me. God says this doesn't even happen in foreign lands with gods who are no gods, who don't deliver their people. Nations don't change their gods. And the witnessing of the heavens should be appalled. What does that mean? You remember when God and his people are making a covenant, God says things like, I call heaven and earth to witness against you. The witnessing heavens who heard that should be appalled. Why? For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. Egypt, Israel, Syria, Iraq, these are dry, dry places filled with deserts. And so the image of water is an image that often comes. And there are three different kinds of of water that you find in the ancient world and even in modern geography in the Near East. One of those is a, a well, a spring that just kind of bubbles up. It's got fresh water. And believe me, if on your back 40, you have got a well that bubbles up fresh water, you are fortunate indeed. The other kind of fresh water is in a lake. The Sea of Galilee is a freshwater sea. You can see that. And then another way that you can find water is that you can go and and you can create a cistern where water drains off and is collected over time. This cistern was just discovered not long ago. They were creating a play area and they kept dumping sand and all the sand kept disappearing. And so they called the Israeli archaeological teams in, and the archaeological teams found a a cistern with water in it. Now contrast this water with the fresh water from the well earlier. So the image of water is an interesting image in the Bible. The image of water is one that brings life. Melinda and I before I got COVID halfway through my Egypt trip and missed the pyramids. All these times I've been to the Middle East and I've seen all these things and finally I get to show them to Melinda and now she has seen things in the Middle East that I haven't seen and I am not at all bitter by that or jealous of that. I just have to plan to go back. Water though, Water is so, so important, and this image of water there, even now, is an image that changes geography. It changes where things are built. Jesus used the image of water. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scriptures have said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of one running water. Now pay attention to what Jesus is saying there. You shall be refreshed. You shall receive living water. 
you shall receive this abundance of Jesus, but it's not going to stay with you. Because once you've received that, out of your heart is going to flow more of the same. Once you have received the gift of God, out of your heart, others will receive it from you. The book of Psalms says, For with you, O God, is the fountain of life. In you, we see light. In Revelation, the last two chapters of Revelation remind us that God intends for a time to come when every tear shall be wiped dry, when all of our, all of our parchedness, our dryness, all of these things that we encounter the more we live, the, the devastation, the disaster, the wondering, when all of these things shall have passed. And look what Revelation says. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Listen to the thirsty. I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Now we're parched. We're parched. You might be in a job that you can't quite figure out how to get out of because you've got 22 years in a retirement system and you don't know what would happen if you changed jobs right now, but you know you're miserable. You might be in a relationship, a friendship that's not good for you. And in fact, not only is it not good for you, but it's turning you into a toxic person. We are parched. But God offers to us the kind of thirst-quenching soul refreshment that you cannot find anywhere else. God offers you himself. And we get to drink from the water that has no comparative experience. There is nothing like drinking from the font that is Jesus. But listen, we can turn aside and we can look to have our thirst gratified somewhere else. We can look somewhere else, but it's silly. When we know who Jesus is, when we know that God so loved the world that he sent Jesus into the world, that Jesus loved the world so much that he didn't give up suffering, he embraced it. He didn't flee from crucifixion. He allowed it to happen to him. It's silly if we try to find satisfaction anywhere else, but we do. We look for satisfaction in things that separate us or that, that satisfy us only temporarily. We look for satisfaction in how rich we are. We look for it in sex. We look for it in, in physical prowess. We, we look for it in the recognition of others and the material goods that we accumulate. We look for that here when the way to abundant life is only to receive what Jesus freely offers to his children. Remember the woman at the well, Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's giving it to him, you would say, or if you knew who it was that said, give me a drink, 
you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And Jesus says, everyone who drinks of this water will never be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. You're not an accident. We were made. We were made. Now, it doesn't mean we're perfect. We are far from it. Human depravity has infected us, but we were made by God with all of the gifts that we have of intelligence, of musical ability, of love, of family and friends. We were made. And just because we're made doesn't mean we don't have bad attitudes. Just because we're made doesn't mean we like every day. But we were made for trust in God. We were made for reliance upon the Lord. We were made for faith in God. We were made for finding refreshment through the living water. We were made to remember what God has done. And we give thanks for our blessings. And we remain faithful to the God who saves us. Isaiah chapter 25 Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the water, and you that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. Are you parched? Are you parched? You will find refreshment and rejuvenation in Jesus Christ and nowhere else. You will find refreshment and rejuvenation not in the things the world tells us are important, but in a life-giving relationship with the one who gave himself for you and calls you. Come. To me, all who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Are you parched? There's water, there's living water, there's the water of baptism. Come to the water and give thanks for the one who refreshes us because he loves us more than we can imagine. Come to the water that when you drink of it, you will never thirst again. Let us pray. Lord, refresh us with your word, with your sacraments, and with this wonderfully mysterious gift of water that you speak of to the woman at the well, that water that flows.
from the throne of God in Revelation. The still waters beside which you, our shepherd, lead us. And we remember that you guide us besides the waters. Jesus, refresh us with your love. In your name we pray. Amen.